and welcome to Minute 19 of Uvirab Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again on this lovely Thursday is Alan Sanders of The Wilder Ride. Welcome back, Alan. Thanks a lot, buddy. Really appreciate uh, letting me hang out for a few uh, few days more. Well, if, if, if you behave yourself, you got one more day. So we're, we're good I love that. it. I love it. I can say I made it to the end of the week of one, uh, one, one week of planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a longer period of time than, than Dell and Neil had to make it through it. A week? Come on. None of right. them had to deal with a week. No, they're, they, aren't, aren't there adventure? Like, isn't it really just a course a car, uh, across three days? Yes. Three Everything days. takes place basically in three days. Wow. Yep. Yep. Which and it's not even broken up into thirty minute segments. You know, it's not as if you say, <laughs> okay, we have a we have a ninety three minute movie, so each one of these days is going to take up thirty one minutes. It doesn't. You know, no, the because we're already moving on to the we're in the night between the first and second day, which we're going to talk about. All right, so minute nineteen begins with uh, Neil taking a look once again at the very small room that they they have been uh, given. And mm-hmm. it goes all the way till we see uh, Dell putting down a pillow on a bed. So as as we were talking about yesterday, the two of them reached the motel. They unfortunately found out that there's only one room left, and the two of them have to share this room. And they get to the room, and they see that it's, or at least we see from Neil's perspective, it's much smaller than he had expected. So he's pretty shocked about it. And yesterday at the end, we had him looking around and and trying to take it in and trying to figure out, okay, what is he going to do here? And this minute just continues with that. We see Neil still in shock about the size and the, the small area that this room, you know, fills up. And then Dell just starts with a little bit of chit-chat. What I like is Dell, who should be somewhat familiar with this hotel, seems... Every bit is uncomfortable all of a sudden with this situation, even though he asked for it, even though he committed, even though he was the one who said, I can hook you up. He even feels a little put out. We saw him looking around the room and I love this bit of aimless dialogue. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, next week we'll get into a little more aimless dialogue between the two of them. You you won't be here for that, but you know, when they start talking about sports and things like that, but here, you know, he just starts talking about, Oh, hell of a cab ride. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like he got nothing else to say. Just go back to the cab and then I'll let you go. His response. It's, it's, it's so Dell. It is so John Candy's version of coming up with something to say when you've got nothing to say. Yeah. It's a great cab ride. You don't see cabs like that too often, you know? <laughs> well, come on. As we discussed earlier this week, how many 1968 Pontiac uh, Bonneville cabs are you going to find that are souped up the way this one is? Right. No, but the, the funny part after we, you know, earlier this week, we realized it felt like anyway that Dell and the cab driver were at least somewhat on a first name basis. Yeah, they're 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 slightly acquainted. But then again, as as you mentioned yesterday, Dell is acquainted with everybody. True. You know, True. as 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 we talked yesterday, even about the the little script part where you know when he finds out that uh, Fritz uh, Ober Oberman or whatever his name uh, you know died, and he's after, he knew who the guy was. That oh, not you know? Fritz. <laughs> 
I mean, come on. That, that just it says so much about Dell. It does. It really does. Just to, and you're right. It is a crazy cab, but he, of all the things you could talk about, like just like, some crazy cab, huh? You don't you don't see many cabs like that, do you? It's just <laughs> it's something you say when you're so nervous you don't know what to say, so you just sort of state the obvious. Yeah. Now, and and again, if if Dell already knows Doobie, so he's been in this ca- in his cab beforehand. So for him you to think? even say that this is going to be this, you don't see cabs like that or too often. Dell, as far as Dell's concerned, every time he's in Wichita, he sees this cab. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. This is this is my ride. It's, it's yeah. my personal Uber driver. Yeah. This this is the guy who will uh, you know charge 150 bucks for 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 a small little trip down the road. <laughs> As long as you someone know, else also, is paying. You also, with Steve Martin's character, it's one of those things where were we further along in the misadventures, that's the kind of line you want to just slap the guy. You're just like, shut yeah. up! <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Neil's a little nicer than that at this point. Right. Well, he's, not, he's not physically abusive. Right, and he hasn't gotten to that point yet. He's. We've got to still build. We'll get there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I will. You won't. <laughs> well, Neil will. I'll be. I'll be along for the ride, watching the other episodes. But exactly, listening, listening, not watching. Listening. Well, <laughs> you gave me access to the folder, so I like to kind of look at the minutes ahead of time too. Okay, you can do that too. That's fine. You can keep having access to that folder. No problem. <laughs> I, I refresh my memory. I'm like, oh, what are they going to talk about this minute? Minute. So I love it. Right. Exactly. And so then Neil starts like he puts his, his jacket down on, on the, the the chair there and he puts his hat down. And then like you see him walk over to there's like a shelf above like in the pseudo closet, not even a closet. It's just, uh, you know, hangers on, a you know, and there's like a shelf above the hangers. And like he he, he dusts, dusts it off just again to show us what type of CD motel he's dealing with here. You know, this place is not clean. He's got to right. blow it. He's got to blow and and clean off the dust before he's willing to put his hat down over there. You know, which which it says a lot about him also. And and Dell Dell doesn't do any of these things. You know, Dell's the type of guy who you know he deals with every situation the way that it looks, the way that it is, and doesn't really you know. All right, so it's a little bit dirty. It's a little dusty. No big deal. <laughs> Can I tell you that if I had to put my wife and I in this situation, I'm definitely Dell. My wife is definitely Neil. Oh, for and, sure. And it's coming to a hotel. Now, if, for if sure. my wife's out walking the Appalachian Trail or hiking, she's totally fine roughing it. But if she's paying for a hotel room, she wants to know it's clean sheets, clean surfaces, clean floor. Everything's been sp- – like she's the kind of person who would bring a black light out just to make sure that there's not any remnants of bodily fluid somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, my my wife is the exact same way. We we like we we've been to like certain hotels or 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 vacation places, and she, you know after that after we leave there, she says it was very nice, but we're never going back there. <laughs> it wasn't clean enough. And for me, having been in the military, having been first of all being the oldest of four boys, and boys in general aren't necessarily the most fastidious of uh, of people when they're younger. I've never been bothered unless it's just true in-your-face grossness. I mean, I'm not going to sleep in a bed that's got, you know, like something sticky underneath the sheets or something. I mean, I'll I'll get new sheets, but I don't ever think about how clean something is unless it's really painfully obvious. Right. No, I, I completely agree with you on that one. Maybe, maybe we should get our wives to chime in on this, you know. <laughs> or maybe not. 
Yeah, talking about what, what how we're both damaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Neil gives a look over once again at the bed, and we get this this great musical tone once again, just uh, accentuating the fact that okay, this is a very small bed for two men to be sharing who don't know each other at all. One of the things I want to – and I want to lay the seed right here for not only that musical note for the bed, but then we're going to get some music at the end of the minute. You know, you brought up yesterday about the whole song, uh, the state song of Kansas is uh, Home, know, on um, Home on the Range. Yeah. And how my first recollection of that was from cartoons, Bugs Bunny and, and Elmer Fudd and, or um, da, da, Porky Pig. Um, I swear to God, this movie – the the soundtrack in so many ways reminds me of the background sound of soundtrack you would imagine in a cartoon. Uh, the yes. little funky noise when yes. you go to the bed when he's in the shower. It sounds like a cartoon soundtrack. I, I I'm very curious as to whether John Hughes did that on purpose. I I I have to believe now that I'm thinking about it. It has to be intentional. It feels too much like we're watching a live action cartoon. Could be. Yeah. Well, I never thought about it that way. It's a great way of looking at this. It's definitely true, well, especially no, especially the on. way that so much has so much happens to these characters over the course of of just ninety three minutes. Right. Well, you I was going to say, as you go along, maybe you can figure out if, how those musical notes so- sound as they get worse and worse in their um, circumstances. But I mean, this particular minute and next minute, every bit of it, from the bed to the shower to the room to every bit of the music, just feels like I'm watching a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Okay, and and we actually will will we'll get a little bit into that t- tomorrow about about cartoons, but we'll 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 save that for tomorrow. We'll we'll keep people in suspense till tomorrow to know to know what 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 I'm referring to at that point. So okay. then you know Dell continues with his little chit chat and says something that shocks Neil even more. He goes, "So you want to take a shower?" And his, <laughs> he screams, "No." And of course, Dell doesn't think about how it's being interpreted. He really doesn't mean it any other way than, you know, do you want to take a shower like first? Do you right. Want to, do you want to take a shower? But not necessarily meaning with me. <laughs> exactly. And so Dell Del immediately catches that, though, and responds, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I meant, do you want to go first? You know? <laughs> and then he goes, you thought I, I, I wouldn't. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> And then you go, what What do you think I am? God, no. <laughs> and then now, the two of them, them laugh it off, you know, at that point. Right. And that's something I wanted to comment because I think John Hughes gave them the latitude to try to do some improv. I think a lot of it, they just said, you know, kind of play with it. And the way Steve Martin reacts, the genuine laugh of the misunderstanding almost makes me feel like this was more improv. I don't know. You've got the script and maybe they did it exactly. It just came across as very real, like two performers used to kind of playing off of each other. All right, I'll I'll, I'll give a little bit of a spoiler here. This is not in the script, so <laughs> you're you you you're probably right about the fact that this is something that was completely improv by the two of them, and and it, it works really it just, well. It does. If you look right where uh, Dell kind of gives the thumbs up and a point over to Neil, and he's like, <laughs> "You thought I'm." <laughs> They both look like they're almost breaking character yeah. just for a second, just enough because they are they are really playing in true improv off of each other. Because with improv, you never change the facts. When somebody says something, you can't say, oh, no, but what you meant to say, 
you have to go with it. And right. so when Neil hears, do you want to take a shower? He's like, what? <laughs> you know, they just run with it. It's, it's really, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And you you can see how they both play these, these characters very uncomfortable during this conversation as they see what's going on. You know, it's something that they, they want to just let it pass by and feel that it went through very smoothly, but you can still see that both of them are on edge about this little conversation, which mm -hmm. if if you're right about the fact that it was improv, that's just great because it once again shows how great both of these are as both of them are as performers, that they're able to have this type of conversation and on the one hand show that they're uncomfortable, but make it sound as if they're they're okay with it, and they are comfortable. Mm -hmm. It, it rolls very, very believably in terms of just two guys who there's some innuendo that both of them are like, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't know. No, not that. I don't mean that. No, yeah. not, not with me. It yeah. just plays very well. And this is this is pre-Seinfeld. So, you know, then someone would have said not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, there's... Right. <laughs> so, and then the, the scene switches and we see uh, Neil in the shower. Mm -hmm. enjoying his shower he's very close to the to the shower head enjoying the the hot shower that he's taking you know and mm -hmm. then then he looks up and and <laughs> he sees the shower curtains the, the the shower curtain rings and says All right, okay this is why dell is here this is what dell has brought to the party you know and like he, he then he like smiles to himself <laughs> saying okay yeah. all right it it could be worse. I got a place to stay. You know, I, I'll figure out where I'm going to be sleeping in a few minutes, but at least I'm having a nice hot shower right now. You know, little does he know what's about to happen a few seconds after this, uh, this, this happens, but you know, he looks up, he's smiling and he starts lathering up. And then we get a, we go back out into the room and we see Dell sitting on the bed. He's sitting actually on the, I, I'm, I'm trying to think if you would say that he's on the left side of the bed or if he's on the right side of the bed, because, you know, if you're lying on the bed, he's on the right side. But if you're looking at the bed, he's on the left side. <laughs> so what would you say? Well, to make it easier for the audience in their head, he's on the side of the bed closest to the door, but then we'll eventually switch to the other side. Right. Okay. Right. But he has his trunk on that side. He which, does. He has the trunk. Like he doesn't care. Where all of his stuff is. Exactly. That that was the point I was I was trying to make. That that he starts off on the right hand side of the bed, where his stuff is, and then he goes to lie down on the left hand side. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't try and move his his bag or anything like that. He he doesn't care. <laughs> or no, not his bag. It's the weirdest the... thing. Because again, once we've said it this week, he's such an affable. He tries to be likable. You you get the the sense that he's never really met somebody that he that he doesn't like, but it seems like he's totally callous about the, the somebody else's concerns, as we're going to see. Um, I think tomorrow uh, with the towels. But I mean, yeah. here he is with the bed. He's he's it's like this is his own room. He's owning the place. Yeah, completely. Now, if you look on the bed, there's what looks like a phone book on the bed. Mm hmm. Which makes no sense whatsoever in the context of the movie. In the script, it will make sense. So this this is another more proof that there was a lot more that was filmed that they cut out and that they weren't able to edit this out. You know, there's there's just a phone book sitting there which doesn't tell us anything. What would be your guess? I'm not going to tell you the answer until we start talking about the script. But what it would be your guess of why there's there's a phone book on the bed? My first thought would be they're trying to find a place to order takeout or try to see if anybody delivers food. Okay. 
And you you are you are definitely right. And we'll we'll, we'll right. talk about that. <laughs> do I know John Hughes? <laughs> yeah. <you can. laughs> yes, you do, Alan. Good guess. There you go. It's it's an educated guess, and that's the way that's the way it needs to be. You know, it's the only thing I'm educated on in my life is movies. <laughs> Why not? It's something. Uh, so am I. Yeah. It beats nothing. <laughs> that's true. It it makes us very prolific because we know so many different areas because of it. It's mm-hmm. not as if we just know one the we know the one general area of movies, but because every movie is different and there's a lot more going on, so you know we 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 know a lot more about many different subjects. That works. Yeah, this a little side conversation. And my kids now that they're older, they finally get it. But one of the things that used to make my girls just amazed, we would watch a brand new movie. Or there'd be a TV show or, or some of the episodic things we'd watch on Netflix or whatever. And I would just suddenly say, I'm like, oh, well, obviously it's going to be this. Or obviously this happens next. Or thanks to that, we know it's going to go here. And they would always go, how do you know? Because it would turn out to be true. I said, well, you get to a point where you've seen enough movies and you understand the movie language about foreshadowing when a camera either lingers or someone says something mm-hmm. and you hear the music kind of cue you. That's an important thing to remember. If you're astute and you're not just passively watching, if you're an active movie watcher, you can kind of predict what's going to happen next. Yeah, I, I have the same thing when I watch movies with, with anyone in my family, and they're, they're also surprised that that – now, part of the whole thing is is that, that I always am looking for the movie that will change that trope, You know that it will seem predictable, and then they're going to switch it up on us. But unfortunately, it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> You know, one series that did that for me, and I just loved it, it only lasted one series, and then they did do a movie to kind of finish it up, but the Firefly series. I don't know if you've ever watched yeah, it. Yeah, of course. But writing of course. Firefly, every time I thought I knew what someone was going to say or how it was going to go or what was going to happen next, almost always I got thrown for a left hook. Yeah, uh, Josh, Josh Whedon did a great job with uh, with Firefly. No, no, but no question right. about that. Very few shows or movies manage to do that very well, let alone sustain it. Yeah, and the problem is that most people don't care. <laughs> true. If more people that, were like us true. and they cared, you know, then 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 they wouldn't be, you know, putting out the same crap all the time. At, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. they they'd give us yep. more shocking stuff, more more stuff that that changes and doesn't doesn't do what you expect. But people like what they like, and you know. Yeah. Just continues that way. <laughs> so well, and th- there is something to say that the the reason certain formulas work is because we like those same stories. It's the whole like what bothered me for the longest time is I I used to like watching romantic comedies with my wife. Those were fun, but it was always pretty simple. Boy meets girl. Boy does something stupid. Boy loses girl. Boy has to get girl back. The movie ends. Boy gets girl back. Simple formula. We yeah. like it. We want to see. The, we want completely when they try to change it, then you get angry. You're like, wait a minute, this isn't a romantic comedy anymore. And I don't know what you're doing. That's right. <laughs> so there is something to be said about archetypes and formulas that we want, you know. So I guess we'll take it with a grain of salt. You don't have to always surprise us just for the sake of surprise. Right. Correct. But you also don't want everything to be completely predictable because yep. you know, and then you're just taking the same situation and you're 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 putting them in a different different place. That's all you're doing. It's the same story, you know, <laughs> whatever. So, so back to planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we, we, yeah. There's a movie we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, cool. we, should, we should go back to that a little bit, you know. So Dell is sitting on the bed and he, he pulls out of the trunk. He pulls a, a pillow 
and what looks like a picture frame. And then we, we get a, then it quickly jumps back to Neil in the shower. He's lathering up his face, you know, which I, I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily wash my face that way in the shower. You know, he, he's quite leisurely doing it. I don't know. Yeah, I, the scene, I, I get it for comedy. I've never in my life have had the, sh- the water just suddenly stop just like this. Right, just okay, that's true. No reason whatsoever. <laughs> that's true. But I, I mean, have that, had it suddenly change temperature, but not stop. Yeah, that, that happens all the time. <laughs> now, when, because when, honestly, even, even if the water pressure drops or somebody's using it somewhere else, it goes a lot lower or it may trickle, but it doesn't ever just shut off. Like, right. this looks like somebody shut it off. Yeah. <laughs> they had a plumbing problem and just, you know, someone, someone, they called the plumber and he just uh, turned off the pipe. <laughs> uh-huh. And so it like turns off completely. And we get this like groaning sound, which is another musical tone, which goes back to what you're saying about it does feel like a cartoon. The way that's uh, it's like, eh, eh. <laughs> well, and even the violins plucking in the background when he's having such a wonderful time in the shower initially feels sort of like that setup in a cartoon where yeah. it's like idyllic and everything's working. And then all of a sudden, when it does it, it's like dun dun, and you make exactly. a musical note go with it. I mean, it's very <laughs> cartoony. Yeah. So. And, you know, he's got the soap in his eyes. First of all, he does a great job of acting here because obviously he really does have soap in his eyes <laughs> or he has something in his eyes at the time mm-hmm. that, that they're doing this. I, 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 maybe they would use something that wouldn't sting or something like that. I don't know. But but it really looks like he's got soap in his eyes. Oh, yeah, especially when he, like, opens it the first time and then squints yeah. and then squints really hard when he realizes, oh, it ran in there. Ah, <laughs> Exactly. And then like, like, I'm, I'm oh, trying to think of, I'm trying to think of what you could what you could use as in place of soap so that it wouldn't sting him. I don't know. I imagine if they would have just used soap and it's such a mild thing anyway that you I I'm sure as an actor there's he's put himself through worse or more dis- uncomfortable things than just some typical bar soaps because that's what it looks like just I don't think they would have gone through any effort to worry about it because anything else foreign in your eyes would probably sting anyway. Right. That's true. And then, as you said, he says, oh, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, he shouts, shouts out like, can this get any worse is more or less what he's saying. It's like, <laughs> I was, I was just enjoying my shower and now it just completely stopped. And like the way that he moves around back and forth, <laughs> he's, it looks like he's sort of praying yeah, or, or cursing at the same time that how can this happen to me like this? <laughs> and as we see him going through this agony, it, it jumps back into the in, into the room and we see Dell walking around the bed leisurely, throws his pillow on the bed. He's looking at the picture that he's holding. You know, he's he's you can even see that he's got a cigarette in one of his uh, in, one, in his hand. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. taking his time. He's enjoying himself. And then he looks down lovingly at this picture. And then that's when the minute actually ends. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow we'll, and I think we'll get a, more of an idea as to what is going on there. And I think reiterating what you said, he started off on the one side of the bed, sitting on it. Usually if you're thinking about, well, we're going to share a bed, I'll keep one side pristine for the other person. Now he sat on it, he got his trunk from that side, walks around to this side, puts his personal pillow on this other side now, and he's getting ready to sit on this side. 
he, he's not even thinking about the fact that bed's got to be shared right now. Right. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to care at all. <laughs> doesn't bother him. And you can sort of hear the TV a little bit, but you're not really, you know, it's, it's hard to tell exactly what you can hear on the TV tomorrow. We'll, we'll get more of an idea as to what's being said on the TV. But again, he's, he's, he's moved in. Yeah. You know, he's, he's comfortable here. This is, uh, th- I mean, as, as we know, this is his lifestyle as a salesman. You know, he's constantly going from, from place to place, staying in motels along the way. Now, if you look in the back, you, we saw before that, that um, Neil put his hat above, you know, on the, that shelf at the, in, at the, near the, the entrance to the room. But if you look here, you can see that, that Dell has stuffed his jacket on that same shelf. So I wonder if he's crushed the hat or if he, you know, that, that we, that we can't tell, but it's just, you can see his jacket is just, is, is wrapped up in a bowl and, and put there instead. I mean, like you'd think that he would have hung it up on a, on a hanger or whatever, but he just wraps it up and sticks it on the shelf. Well, the thing is, is I know, I don't know if we ever see Steve Martin put his, uh, uh, his hat on the shelf. He's there. And I will tell you, just just a little bit of a continuity thing, and I think we're going to get to a, a nice setup here. This would be a great transition to what you told me is a bunch of extra stuff that got filmed but didn't make the scene. If you go back to when he's looking at the shelf and dusting it off, there's nothing there. Zero, right? There's, yeah. It's completely empty. And then it cuts to a shot of the bed, and then we come back, and if you look, the next yeah, shot, now I see that. his you jacket see. is already stuffed up on top of the shelf. Yeah, I, I, I didn't notice that before. You're right. When when they start talking about taking a shower, the yep. very good good catch, Alan. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I my my job here is done. There you go. All right, you don't have to even come back tomorrow. You're done. No no no. I mean just for today. Just for today. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to say about uh, this minute? No, that's going to do it. All right. So. The script. There is so much more in the script in this in this scene that is not shown in the movie that was apparently filmed and it was all completely cut out. I'm gonna try and keep it brief because we don't want to go too long, but we'll we'll try. I'll try. So first of all, the the script doesn't even have this conversation between the two of them about taking a shower and and about the hell of a cab ride and all that stuff. It just starts off immediately with Neil in the shower. Okay. Now, while he's taking a shower, we see Dell is already in his pajamas and robe outside. He takes a pillow and a framed photograph out of his trunk, and he he looks at the photo fondly. and And in the script, it says it's a young woman, friendly and comfy and smiling like a crest ad. The photo is probably fifteen years old. So tomorrow we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll talk about the the photo itself because we actually get to see it, but. The fact that they mention this in the script that it's 15 years old really opens up a lot of information that is not revealed until the end of this movie. So mm-hmm. that that's that's amazing that you know John Hughes already knew that 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 was where he was going here, which it says a lot about it. And then it says that right. Dell actually kisses the picture and sets it on the nightstand next to the bed. He closes the trunk, slides it against the wall. And then uh, he takes his his dop kit out of the out of the suitcase. Okay, now do you know what a dop kit is? No. 
Okay. Hey, you were in, you were in the military. You should know what a dop kit is. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know it by that term. I don't know what a dop kit is. Okay, so a dop kit is another name for a toiletry bag. Okay. Oh, okay. It was okay. it's known as a dop kit. It, it was a term that was that was coined. It was it, the the idea of of a toiletry bag for men was created by a man named Charles Dop Doppelt. Whose company designed it in 1926, and during World War II, it became synonymous with with the the type of of bags issued to soldiers to keep their toiletries in. Now, I found so many different names for a toiletry bag. I was just amazed. Okay, it's known as a toiletry bag, a toiletry kit, a ditty bag, a dop kit, a bathroom kit, a sponge bag. A toilet bag, a toilet kit, a toilet article kit, a body hygiene kit, a travel kit, a wash bag, a shaving kit, or a wet pack. Now, of all of those, beyond the typical toilet bag or toiletry bag, the one that I did remember was a ditty bag. That's what we called it. So that was our term in the Navy, the ditty bag. Okay. Very good. Now, it usually is a pouch with a drawstring or a zippered closure. And it usually holds body hygiene and toiletry supplies, for instance, toothbrush, toothpaste, dental floss, cotton swabs, deodorant, nail clippers, tweezers, soap, shaving supplies, hairbrush, contact lenses, and other supplies. And it's basically used for traveling and in other circumstances where permanent shelves or cupboards are unavailable or impractical for use, which makes sense. You know, Mm -hmm. you want to keep all your stuff in there. So that that's what a, a dop kit is. So then it talks about the fact that me, that Dell goes over and turns on the TV and starts listening to a radio program of a religious radio program or a religious program on TV, like maybe the Seven Hundred Club or something like that. I, I don't know. Again, I don't know why they they mention that in the script of what he's listening to. It could be that okay, it's the middle of the night and that's the only thing that's on, so that's what I'm going to listen to. Yeah, it sounds like a commentary on Midwest America, late 80s of what you would find late night TV, some paid programming from a church or a televangelist of some kind. Yeah, could be. And then goes back to Neil in the shower and he wants to take the soap and the soap is filled with hair. And he's completely disgusted by it. Oh, that would have been gross. And then he he like takes it and like holds it in a very strange way and tries to wash it off with with the <laughs> with the shower in order to be able to use the soap. Okay. And okay. while he's doing see, this, I could see Steve Martin doing that in my mind's eye. <laughs> and that's the point. That's the point. And while he's doing this, he senses a presence in the bathroom and turns slowly to his left. And then it says, through the translucent shower curtain, he sees the outline of Dell sitting on the toilet reading the paper. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> and it says he's horrified at Dell's casualness. Oh, okay. coming in to take a dump while I'm taking my shower. Come on. Exactly. And then there's a loud knock on the door of the room. Okay. And. <laughs> Dell yells out, I'll be with you in a minute <laughs> from the bathroom. <laughs> and Neil is in complete terror 
as he's misinterpreting it because he thinks that Dell is talking to him, even though Dell is talking to the guy who's at the door of the of the motel room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then it says that Dell flushes the toilet and then strolls out of the bathroom with his newspaper under his arm. And at this point, Neil shrieks because the temperature in the ba- in the shower changes because he just flushed the toilet. Now that has happened to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. By, by Dell or in your own house? No, but no, no, not not Dell, not Dell. <laughs> Someone in the house. Uh, we're not necessarily the house anymore, but uh, older houses when I was growing up were not quite um, as efficient with their uh, hot and cold plumbing. But uh, yeah, I have had that happen. Um, so yeah, I can identify. Yeah. Okay. So Dell goes and opens up the the door, and there's a pizza boy there, who has pizza and beer. So Dell asks him how much is it, and he says nineteen bucks. So Dell takes the pizza and and the beer, and walks in, and the pizza boy hears someone in the shower, okay, and and gives Dell a big thumbs up, thinking that Dell has some woman in there with him. Right. Okay. Now Dell tries to find his wallet and can't find his wallet, and then he finds Neil's wallet. So he takes twenty dollars out of Neil's wallet to go pay for the pizza and beer. Okay. So he gives the twenty to the pizza boy, and he says you can keep the change. So in other words, you give him a dollar change. Dollar tip. And the the pizza boy goes, "This is a twenty. And he goes, "Yeah, it is." And he goes, "The pizza was nineteen." Says, yeah, I believe that's what you said. The extra is for you. Put it towards your college fund. <laughs> <laughs> so then the boy says, well, that, that's like just a 5% tip. So Doug goes, hey, you're pretty good with figures. You'll do well in college. <laughs> and then the boy says, yeah. Then he goes, you know what I call a 5% tip? And then Dell actually just closes the door on him. <laughs> Funny stuff. Yeah. And then the <laughs> basically the 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 before this happens, so Neil hears the ruckus on the outside and he sticks his head out of the shower and the pizza boy sees him. And the pizza boy gets the wrong impression also. Because <laughs> you know, beforehand he thought that Dell was there, you know, with, with a woman. And then he sees him there with, with Neil. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they, it's just pretty funny the way that they, they, they do that whole thing. At this point, he then puts the, the pizza on the trunk and then the beer on the vibrating bed, which is something else that will be discussed next week. Okay. So it's just, I, I like the way that, that they have this extra scene here. Now, here's a spoiler for, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to spoil, spoil it. The the person who plays the pizza boy actually shows up later, but we're gonna we'll, we'll leave people we'll keep people on the edge to try and figure out by next <laughs> week or maybe it's the week after, you know who who the pizza boy really is. All right, I like it. I like it. Look at you. You're learning how to tease and keep people coming back for more. Yep, that's what we're doing. And you see, I, I got I got you on the edge too. <laughs> I know. I like sat up. I was like, who who. <laughs> <laughs> And that's pretty much the whole thing with the script. But but I, I'm still debating whether this is good that they, they cut this out or not. I mean, I like it because it's fun, but it might have just been too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the obvious reason, reason why they cut it. 
I get the feeling, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, that all of the bits were probably really good, but when you have too many bits, you can actually ruin the bigger punchlines. And if you already had a scene where some stranger is, oh, oh, never mind, I thought it was a woman, it's a man, it's two men sleeping together, it may have taken away from the scene that comes in later about the pillows. Right, okay, that's true. I agree with you on that part. That that part, I can understand, was cut out. But the whole exchange between Dell and the pizza boy and the fact that Dell is in the bathroom, that's also something because we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. You know, I think those are things that, that, that should have been left in there in order to give us a little bit more of an idea of what type of person Dell is. But but as I said, we'll, we'll get to that more tomorrow. Okay. So that's all I have for the script. So every day we have the little our little segment off the beaten track. So Neil, uh, Neil, Neil, Alan, <laughs> Alan, 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 <laughs> do you have another story that you'd like to tell us? Well, you know, let me, I didn't write any of these down. I kind of wanted to see what would just pop in my head based on the minute. And, um, this reminded me of, uh, being in a smaller hotel room and everything. Uh, when I was first divorced and had to go on a, a trip with my girls, and or not had to, wanted to go on a trip with my girls, and it was just <laughs> a, a daddy-daughter kind of vacation, um, for me, I realized I was getting kind of a, we weren't planning to live in the hotel. You know, I've never been one of those people who underst- who, who, who gets why people would spend two or $300 a night for a hotel for a town where they're going to go, let's say, sightsee all day long, and they're only going to come back to sleep, get up in the morning, take a shower, and go back and be gone all day. To me, right. I just need a clean bed and a shower. I don't need anything extravagant. So to me, I was like, okay, we've got kind of a, an, kind of like this, an okay place, maybe not the best decorated. My girls thought it was such a cool adventure, and it just made me realize context is really everything. And little kids probably aren't going to pay attention to how gaudy a decor is or whether something has old fixtures or the bed isn't modern. The fact that they're some sleeping someplace special, someplace different, they're doing an adventure. That's all they care about. And as a dad, I realized those are the kinds of things they'll be talking about when they get older. And so I've always tried to strive to not downplay where we were and give them kind of a negative view, but to always have fun wherever we were. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Excellent. All right. So you want to tell people once again how they can get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, The podcast that I do that is very similar to this with my buddy Walt Murray, it's called The Wilder Ride. It was uh, inspired by uh, movies of Gene Wilder. Uh, Season one, we broke down Young Frankenstein one minute at a time. And then season two, we did it with Blazing Saddles. Uh, Brought guests in much like what uh, we're doing here. And it was just a lot of fun and certainly uh, learned a whole lot about two movies that I thought I already knew a lot about to begin with. So check it out. The Wilder Ride. You can look on any of your podcatchers. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or you can go to the website, thewilderride.com. Cool. And and that's more or less what Movies by Minutes do. They they let you know that as much as you thought you knew about a movie, you know nothing. It's so, great. It's great. Yeah. Well, we did a lot of what you're kind of doing. I love approaching a movie by finding the shooting script or what you what, what's supposed to be the final authorized version of the script that they blessed to go shoot the film with. And I love finding things that they shot that they left out or things that they rearranged in the edit. 
Um, I, I've, I've always liked that little bit of trivia from behind the scenes. So that, that's another thing I love about listening to these kind of podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Now, there's one thing you, you just pointed out, and I, I forgot to mention this when I was talking before about the script. So it actually also described the pizza. And I, I didn't do that. So I'll, I'll actually now describe the pizza. It says that it's <laughs> they give a shot of the pizza and it says the ugliest pizza ever made. Cheese, <laughs> sausage, olives, green peppers, jalapenos, kraut, bacon, beans, corn, anchovies. And then it says it shows Dell, then take a piece of the abomination out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> Well, except for about three items, I don't know that that would be a bad pizza. <laughs> well, what's your, what's your favorite type of pizza? My favorite is a three-topping pizza. It's a pepperoni, mushroom, green pepper. All right. For me, it was it was always I always love uh, corn and tuna. I don't know why, but it was just to say, I've never heard of tuna on a pizza. So, oh, you should try it. Okay, you should definitely try it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. There aren't many ways to screw up a pizza. <laughs> probably true. That's probably true. All right. Well, you can rate and review and subscribe on any podcatcher that might be using to listen to the show. And you can find me by just doing a search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook, on Twitter, on our website. So, Alan, you you feel like you you feel feeling lucky enough to come back tomorrow to finish this off, finish off this week? I think I've got the intestinal fortitude. Uh, yeah, I can do it. All right. Very good. Well, until tomorrow, you're fine. You're fine.